everybody. So I had a lot of fun with this interview. It was a little bit confusing because I wasn't sure what a name to use for talking with Patricia because she has three pen names. Uh, but the book from Hallmark is uh, under the name Olivia Matthews. So that's what we'll be titling this interview is interview with Olivia Matthews. Patricia Sargent is one of her pen names and also Regina Hart. Uh, but either way, she's delightful. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Olivia Matthews in the world of Hallmark. And uh, let's get right to it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are really excited today to be talking to another Hallmark publishing author. We love talking with authors on the podcast. And today we're talking with Patricia Sargent, who uh, is has a new book coming out under the pen name uh, Olivia Matthews. Uh, we're going to be talking about Murder by Page One, a new book, Murder Out of Character, coming out uh, this week, and we're really excited to talk about it. And uh, thank you so much, Patricia, for coming on the podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so very much for the invitation. Yes. So what we like to do with our new guests is uh, learn a little, little bit about how you got started and what inspired you to uh, to begin writing and become an author. When I was in elementary school, my sister, my older sister, who is a bookworm, we would go to the library every Saturday. It was within walking distance of our home. And one day she recommended that I read Black Hearts and Battersea by Joan Aiken. I was about nine years old. And that story was such an adventure. It was, it had everything in it. It was, it just took me out of my room and, and brought me onto an adventure. And when I finished it, I thought I want to write something that makes people feel the way that I feel right now after reading this book. And mm -hmm. that's when I started writing when I was nine years old. Wow. So you started uh, writing stories from a very young age. Yes. To give people adventures. Mm -hmm. So you always enjoyed mysteries. That was something that you read a lot of growing up. Yes. Yes. I, Alfred Hitchcock, Edgar Allan Poe. I, I loved those. But then as I got older, I also discovered romance. And I thought the two of them together in my mind, would be like chocolate and peanut butter, like a Reese's peanut butter cup. So that's when I started writing romantic suspense. Mm -hmm. So it was a little bit of a journey to get from uh, mysteries to cozy mysteries. Mm -hmm. what, were some of, path. what were some of your favorite uh, authors uh, growing up? Oh, um, I, I loved Mary Higgins Clark. Mm -hmm. and uh oh Lawrence Saunders um Dick Francis Walter Mosley just so mm -hmm. many of them yeah um, so you started writing as uh when you were young how did you get to that point where you finished a book and then also then got it published how did that what was that process like okay Note of warning, it took me 15 years Yeah, <laughs> from when I became serious about um, following my publishing goal to when I actually got published. And the main, what would have shortened that journey 
is if I had joined a professional writing organization from the beginning. Because at the beginning, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I thought that reading Writer's Digest and um, Writer's Marketplace and how to write books would be enough. But it wasn't really, it wasn't enough because I did not know what I didn't know. And when I finally joined Romance Writers of America, that's when I realized there were there were a lot more circles <laughs> than I thought there were. Mm. So you joined the writers group and you had at that point you had a like a manuscript that you had been working on for a while and and so then what was your next step after that to find an agent or how did you how did you get that I feel like that's the hardest thing is to like get that first bump to 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 getting published oh that is such an excellent question and a, a very good point when I joined the group I had a finished manuscript mm. that manuscript would eventually become my second published book which was the romantic suspense on fire it was a disaster <laughs> When I joined the group, I was fortunate enough to find critique partners and workshops to help me turn that mess into an actual plotted story because it, it was just a mess. And that's the first thing. You, you need to learn the structure of the story within the genre that you're writing because different genres have different structures. Mm -hmm. So you need to find the structure for the, the genre that you're in. The other thing that I learned was do not follow the rules. Have you heard that saying? Mm -hmm. Well, so you learn to follow the rules, but also don't follow the rules. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> you know that saying, well-behaved women never make history. Uh-huh. We need that tattooed across our forehead. Because what the what the publishing industry will tell you is you need to submit first to an agent and then you wait for that one agent to respond and then you submit to another agent if that first agent doesn't take you. But what writers know is that could take literally years. So the first rule that I learned to break was to submit to one agent at a time. Instead, I submitted in batches of five. And as I was submitting to the agents, I was also submitting to publishers. Now, remember, this was this was about 16 years ago. And at that time, there were a lot of houses that would accept submissions from unagented authors. So I was covering both tracks. You have to do the research, find uh -huh. out which agents you think fit with you, which agents represent the subgenre that you're looking for. And the same with publishers, but don't send it out one at a time. You could be hitting retirement by the time you get a response. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to send out more than one uh, manuscript too. Don't you want to have multiple kind of going at the same time? It depends on your view for your career. Now that view will change as your career advances. But when you start out, are you writing in a series? In mm -hmm. which case, you it's just that one manuscript that you have. Are you writing in multiple genres? In which case, you need to research different publishers and different agents because 
you might be writing mystery and romance, but this agent only takes one or the other. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on your situation and your vision at that time for your career. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. If you love Hallmark Royal Romances, you'll be swept away by To Win a Prince, an Africa-set royal romance novel. When a fashion designer is forced to work alongside the prince who portrayed her best friend, she must stop herself from falling before she's too far gone. This book has all the best tropes, enemies to lovers, forced proximity, and grumpy sunshine. If you're looking for a romance that will have you enchanted from the first page to the last, to win a prince must be added to the top of your to-be-read pile. Get 40% off and free shipping at bakerbookhouse.com when you purchase to win a prince or in search of a prince with a promo code HMSHILOH40. That's bakerbookhouse.com code HMSHILOH40. So who was the first... A publishing group that published your first book kensington publishing nice yeah and so that must have been incredibly exciting when you had it in your hands you got i did it i got this book it took them two years five months and 14 <laughs> days to respond to me who's counting right <laughs> but I, I was I, I won't lie yeah <laughs> that is so exciting and your friends and family must have been very excited as well they were and it was so funny because but I was writing as I mentioned romantic suspense and it took Kensington almost two and a half years to respond to my inquiry by that time I'd moved on to mysteries (laughs) (laughs) I thought that I was not meant for the for the romantic suspense because no one was responding to me Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so would you consider yourself a pantser or a plotter? It sounds like you moved on to being a plotter. Yes. Yes. I, I write detailed outlines before I start my manuscript. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it seems like you'd almost have to be a plotter for a mystery to be able to keep all the clues. Actually, together. I know some of my favorite mystery authors do not plot really and it's stunning to me because when you read the story it they're so intricate and so well woven that you think that they plot but they don't Mm, that's interesting I guess you could keep coming up with the clues along the way but I feel like that's pretty it would be pretty risky yeah so that's good that they pull it off yeah and the one that i'm I'm thinking of she writes faster than me too which is (laughs) (laughs) you pretty fast no i'm very slow slow. (laughs) (laughs) yes well you have two pseudonyms pen names uh uh, olivia matthews regina hart uh why why Yes. So why do you have the pen names and uh, how did you come up with those names? I first started writing as Patricia Sargent, which actually is a, a pen name. And, oh, okay. And that was in Romantic Suspense. Since that was the first name that I came out with, I just I just kept that that name for my identity. 
But then after my second romantic suspense novel was published, allegedly the bottom fell out of the romantic suspense market. My Kensington wanted to keep me, but they didn't want me to write any more romantic suspense. They wanted me to move into contemporary romances. So I took the pen name Regina Hart to keep the two subgenres separate. But I always wanted to move back toward romantic suspense, toward the mysteries. So when I developed my first uh, cozy mystery series, I wanted to go back to Patricia Sargent, but Kensington said that the internet algorithms would pick up Patricia Sargent as romance and a, a vast, uh, as they explained it, a large group of mystery readers did not want to read anything associated with romance writing. So I needed a different name. And that's how I came up with Olivia Matthews. It was frustrating to have three names. Yeah, that's <laughs> So I didn't realize all three are pen names. Yeah. That's kind of fun. So how did you decide on these three names? How did well, you come up with them? I came up with Patricia Sargent because Sargent is my, my family name. Mm. And Olivia Matthews, Matthews is my married name. Okay. And Regina Hart Kensington came up with. Okay. <laughs> what about Olivia how did you come up how did you decide on Olivia that is my brother's middle a, a female version of my brother's middle name oh okay okay and then Regina oh they came up with that they came yeah. up with Regina <laughs> and then <laughs> is that fun like having a pet name like I guess escaping into a, a like a hot having these different identities you know Fun. I don't know if I would quite use that term. It gets a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm because I started out as Patricia Sargent, but then I went to Regina Hart. I tried to let readers know that we were the same people, but not everyone got the message. So people thought that Patricia Sargent stopped writing. Mm-hmm. And luckily they found Regina Hart and they were surprised when they realized that it was, they were both me. Mm-hmm. I remember I was at a, a book conference for readers and authors. And this woman came up to me with a tote bag of my books and she starts putting them, taking them out of the bag and putting them in front of me so that I could sign them for her. And she said to me, I didn't know that you were still writing. So I gave my Patricia Sargent books to my daughter. And when I realized that you were also Regina Hart, I told my daughter to give your books back. <laughs> it's like, which which name do you sign when you're doing a book signing? <laughs> it depends on the day. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that could get complicated. <laughs> I remember when I first started writing as Olivia Matthews, I went to a book conference and this young woman, she was in her early teens. She comes up to me and she says, I'm an Olivia too. And at first I didn't know why she was telling me that until I remembered for that day, I was Olivia Matthews. (laughs) She was adorable. Yeah. (laughs) So how do you, 
come up with your ideas for the mysteries and put all the clues together? And do you have like one of those like cork boards where you're putting in everything or keeping track of it all? How do you, how do you do that? I work with index cards. Index cards. And okay. I, I start with the character and I want to ask the character, the protagonist, what they want, what, what is their goal and what's keeping them from their goal murder out of character it's it's really quite simple the protagonist marve her goal is to protect her friend the, her motivation is her love for him and she also wants justice because there's a serial killer in peach coast what's keeping her from justice and from protecting her friend is this serial killer so it's 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 really quite straightforward mm -hmm. with with cozy mysteries usually it really is that straightforward mm -hmm. the villain's perspective is a bit more complicated though because their motivation for the murder is usually layered it's not as straightforward as the protagonist's well, and you have to keep track of all the red herrings too. Yeah, that can I've... make me a little dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I always figured that would be hard. <laughs> then you have to draw the connections between when you have a serial killer, you have to draw the connections between the targets. What do they all have in common? And you can't make mm -hmm. it obvious from the get-go. Yeah, but you, you also don't want it to it. to feel like what this person came out of nowhere. Where did that come from, too? So it's a tricky balance. Oh, it is. I remember in the first round of revisions, I had this um, copy editor. Hallmark has a copy editor who is just to die for. I I love her so very much, and she, in two points at two parts in the story, she said, "You are giving the villain away. Tone this down." <laughs> <laughs> This yeah. is so obvious. Tone it down. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did you start writing for Hallmark? How did you uh, connect with them? Uh... Oh, okay. So I wanted to continue to write mysteries. I, I love mysteries. I love the puzzles of them. But I had to come up with a, a stronger, um, more personal idea. And that's how I came up with the librarian idea, because I, I have a passion for libraries. And like me, Marve is from New York, but she's a fish out of water. She moves to the South, like I moved to the Midwest. So there are some similarities between that character and I, which um, made it easier for me to write her. And then I came up with a proposal for... Um, the Peach Coast Library mystery series, and my agent was able to um, pitch it to Hallmark and some other um, publishing houses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so uh, were you at all concerned about the fact that Hallmark has uh, the Aurora Tea Garden series about a librarian? That, that would be a comparison. I was a, a little concerned about that. But one of the things that I thought could help separate me is Aurora Tea Garden 
has her murder mystery club. And my club are librarians who each bring a different specialty mm-hmm. to the investigation. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, so did you base Peach Coast on a particular place? St. Mary's, Georgia. A dear mm-hmm. friend of mine lives in St. Mary's, Georgia. She's not from there, though, but she's lived there for decades. And I've known her for decades. Mm-hmm. And the way she talks about her community and the way she's so involved in it, it just seemed like the perfect place. So I, I called her up and I said, Tony, tell me about St. <laughs> <Saint> Mary's. <laughs> Okay, Kelly, you have 30 seconds to explain who we are and why we are so important to the world of podcasts, especially if you like rom-coms. Oh, okay. We love rom-coms and we love love. And if you listen to us, you're going to find out so much about love and rom-coms. We're also filmmakers. And so when we look at these movies, we might make fun of them sometimes, but mostly it's about love. We're a gentleman's guide to rom-coms. From Netflix originals to Hollywood classics, we are a movie of the week podcast devoted to your favorite rom-com. Check us out wherever podcasts are heard. Yeah, a peach crawl, a a peach crisp crawl, whatever it was. Insane Mary's. No, to be candid with you, I don't know where that came from. It's if someone asked me to do something like that, it would be such a hard no. <laughs> I mean, I would get nauseated. Yeah, that's at the end, Marvay's like bent over. She's trying not to throw up. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you kind of developed Marve a little bit from your own experience as a character? Well, from, from my passion for the library. And again, um, that copy editor who I simply adore, and if I met in person, I would just hug her so hard. But she said to me, um, okay, we get it that you you think a lot of libraries dial it down a little bit. Just a <laughs> <little>. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Uh, well, you had the first book, Murder by Page One, which we have a on the podcast. We have a monthly uh, reading wrap up show, and we for one where we profile we profile one book, and then we talk about all the other stuff we're reading. Me and Bree, and we did Murder by Page One for one of our monthly wrap ups. Oh, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, I'll have to send you the the link. But we 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 really enjoyed it. We thought it was a a really cute little mystery. Oh, thank and you very so, much. Yeah, so uh, we were excited to hear that there was going to be a sequel, a second in the series. Uh, and I'm working on the third. All right. This is Murder Under a Pen Name. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> um, so h- how'd you come up with Spence as our kind of leading man? Oh, this is hilarious. You know, originally... <laughs> There was not supposed to be a love interest in the story. Mm-hmm. He was just a friend. You know, men and women can be friends. They can be platonic friends. And so he was just going to be part of the sleuthing team. There's a team in the library that does the research and the background stuff. And then there's a team outside of the library that does the footwork. So you have Spence, who is like Marve's um, ticket into people's confidences because people admire Spence and they want to talk with him and they they want 
him to think well of them. So that gives Marve an in when she wants to interview potential suspects or, or people with additional information about the crime. And then you have Joe, who is Marve's friend, and they do like capers together when they have to do things that are kind of like walking the line between what you can do and what you really should think about not doing. So that's how I separate the two teams. Mm -hmm. Well, Spence was developed to give Marve the in. And my editor, Stacy, said, he's her love interest. And I said, no, not really. She said, yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I changed the dynamic a little bit to put more attraction between the mm -hmm. two. I think that was a good choice. <laughs> I think I was smart. <laughs> I mean, yes, men and women can be friends, but it's a lot more fun when <laughs> they're more. Well, I saw I saw Stacy had a very good point because he is super delicious. Yeah, for sure. And he can cook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I was gonna ask you about Joe as well. So she's pretty uh energetic. I guess you'd say. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I adore her. She's about 10 years older than Marve, but you you wouldn't know that from mm -hmm. their interaction because she's just, she, she yeah. is a ball of energy. Yes, yes, definitely. It's a high spirited, I think you yeah. could say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so was it hard? So you'd have the initial book and putting everything together and then was it harder writing that first book or writing the second book kind of it's, doing it all again it was a little harder writing the second book because you I don't I want the characters to develop but mm -hmm. I don't want to lose their essence so I have to keep them the lovable people that we meet in the first book but then lets you a little bit more into their world. So for example, in this second book, you learn more about Adrian, who is the assistant librarian, who I, he is so nerdy fun. I really enjoy Adrian. And you learn more about Spence and how he really did not have a comfortable high school career. He was very shy and he was, but you know, he's from this, high profile prominent family but he's very shy and how he de developed from that to now being a publisher and editor and taking care of his family's property since his father died mm -hmm. yeah and you think about who you if they were going to do a hallmark series who you would want to be uh marvera and spence you know i i haven't um pictured them when mm -hmm. I was first um, developing the characters, I went to some other actors who I often use mentally. You know, I I mm -hmm. wasn't thinking about the the Hallmark characters when I first wrote the book because I was writing the book for me, yeah, not for Hallmark. Yeah, but I, I if if you if you wouldn't mind my telling you, I, yeah, like for uh, Marve, there's an actress. Um, Oh my gosh, her name is going right out of my head. I can't believe it. She was in that show. Um, oh my God. 
I can't believe I can't remember this now. Sleepy Hollow. Oh. She was the, but I can't remember her. Oh, I'm so embarrassed that I can't remember no. her name. Because Marbella is, is shorter. Okay. And, I got, and there's a reason that I need her to be shorter. <laughs> uh. And then Spence was um, Bahari. Her last name is Bahari. Nicole. Nicole, Nicole Bahari. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Raquel. <laughs> and then well, for Spence, it was Michael B. Jordan. Oh my gosh. I, I just seen one well, of yeah. his movies. <laughs> and I thought, oh, he, you know, he's suave. He can, <laughs> you know. Well, we just interviewed Sky Marshall uh, for her for her movie To Her With Love oh. on Hallmark Channel. Oh, and yes. I absolutely loved her. She is so funny and so nice and just absolutely one of my favorites. I think she would be a great Marvel. So if they're if they're uh if they're looking, they should do that. Also, I think uh Donna Benedicto would be a great Joe. Uh she's also she's very, very funny and one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done. Um, so uh as, as far as Spence, I I mean Michael Xavier would be a good one. He's very dreamy. Um <laughs> And, uh, and I, he has this, I feel like he has the, uh, uh, the confidence of Spence. Oh. Yeah. That you need the quiet confidence. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. because at his heart, Spence is, is a little shy. He's a little mm-hmm. shy. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, this new one, having it be a serial killer that I feel like that's like a step darker than you typically see in these cozy mysteries. I was, I wasn't certain that they would appreciate it, but I think they understood where I was going with the story. And this story, I really wanted to do a twist on the damsel in distress trope. And instead of Joe being in danger or Marve being in danger or one of the other female protagonists, I wanted Spence to be in danger. Because Spence, mm. as you see in the first book, Spence has that um, uh, he believes that as the male, he should open the door and hold the chair and tend to protect, quote unquote, the women in the community. And but Marve is put in a position where she has to get him to allow her to risk her safety to help him. Mm-hmm. And at first he's like, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> and yeah. she said, well, I'm already on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also, I liked the fact that particularly in this book, they, they show that Mar Marva well, is a uh, kind of Marve is kind of annoying to the police department because some of these cozy mysteries they act like that wouldn't be annoying, but it would absolutely be annoying. Oh. And I think his name is Jed. I think is the police guy's name. I think he's but, the grouchy uh, one. The grouchy one. He's just yeah. like, why are you here? Go away. <laughs> 
Jed is just not a fan of the amateur sleuth. Yeah. That is not for Jed. Jed just wants to retire. He wants to retire. He wants to train Errol and retire. Yeah, because some of these cozy mysteries, they act like that wouldn't be the case, you know, that they would. But absolutely, it would it would be so annoying to have this person like always there, always asking questions, like you're trying to do your job. Yeah, <laughs> so in, I like that. That was fun. In in um the one that I'm working on now, they want to arrest her. <laughs> Just want to take her off the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and her parents have a role in this story, which is fun. You get to see a little more of her backstory with that. Yes. And I, I wanted the readers to see that her family is comfortable with her being away from home. Because you remember, the whole family is in Brooklyn. They're all in New York. And she's the only one who leaves New York to pursue her career. And in the first book, she's not comfortable with that. She she wants to be home. She wants to be home. Phoenix wants to be home. Uh, in this second book, it was important for me, to me, for the readers to see that both Marvay and her family are comfortable with her not being home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it kind of gives you a more of an idea of why she feels so compelled to investigate and not just let things go yeah. is sort of understanding her backstory. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that you did a good job in this one of, of setting up the convincing red herrings. Was that a challenge? Oh, I'm so- yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it sounds good in my head yeah and then i put it on the paper and it was (laughs) well you did it you worked it out it's very good thank you thank you so much Raquel. i really appreciate you saying that because i was very worried Mm -hmm. yeah because there's so many of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you had pralines as the featured recipe for this one delicious i love them. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm not much of a baker but i'm, I'm a good eater yeah, i'm good eater <laughs> yes they sound delicious oh maybe i'll have to try that recipe oh yes yeah. they're, they're very i haven't had them in a while but they're really d- delicious you have to mm-hmm. be kind of you have to pace yourself with them i think it's because they're so sweet yeah yeah We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. 
go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Well, we have some fun, silly questions we like to end the inter- interview off with. So oh, first question, what is the best ice cream flavor? Oh, oh, only one, eh? For today, I'm going to go with Ben and Jerry's fish food. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Okay, I've never had that. <laughs> have to you try can't it. go back. You can't go back. You can't go back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's your favorite color? For today, I'm gonna go with emerald green. Oh, that's very I Christmassy. Find it soothing. Yeah. It's soothing green. You know when you walk in the park and you see the grass and the leaves, it's just so soothing. You know what? You should do a a peach coast mystery set at Christmas. There aren't enough they they did one of the um of the uh um murder she baked at christmas but they they that's the only one and i think it would be so fun oh my gosh you're christmas yeah. you're right you're yeah. right yeah. oh my gosh and halloween christmas and halloween <laughs> oh my gosh yes that's a great it would be idea. a big hit i mean every hallmark fan would want to buy it because we love christmas <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. Well, uh, if you do it, med- mention me in the dedication. <laughs> you got it. That's you got idea. it, Raquel. Yeah, you've got it. Okay, I, gotta, I have to take some notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want to read it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what music are you into right now? Oh, Okay. You know, I'm kind of stuck in the 80s. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson. I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Um, um, I feel caught. Co- oh, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. know, I know. Some people weren't even alive then, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little stuck in the 80s. Yeah. I, hey, I- <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Oh, um, don't tell me. Um, I like Chinese food. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. All right. Yeah. What is your go-to date night activity to go do something fun? Oh, you are talking to the original couch potato. If I could just put myself in there, I'm good. So you're like a ne- Netflix and chill kind of gal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Watch a Hallmark, Hallmark. movie. Oh, yeah. Hallmark movies. Only Murder <laughs> in the Building. Have you seen that one? Oh my gosh. Yes. I love it so much. Oh, so do I. The dialogue is really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So either either watching um, science fiction or mystery on TV or walking in the park. I yeah. love walking in the park. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, uh, are you a dog or cat person? Cat. Oh, I no, think not, we understand each other. Not many people say cats. Oh, really? Are you yeah, serious? we don't. We get a lot of dogs, not oh. as many cats. So, are you a dog or a cat person? I well, I I am pretty allergic, so I don't have a pet myself. Oh. But uh, but would probably be either small dog or cat. <laughs> One of the other. Oh. Phoenix nothing too big loosely, <laughs> phoenix is loosely but um based on a cat i i had who passed away and after that one no more no more oh. it just broke my heart too much yeah 
it's hard yeah it's it's very hard well what do you like better beaches or mountains mountains wow very good okay uh i don't want to drown what's that i don't want to drown oh you don't drown okay good (laughs) yeah what's your favorite holiday to celebrate christmas yes it's hard it's hard to beat christmas actually actually if i could christmas or easter i like the the preparation around Uh the lenten season where you just get your mind in in a certain place Mm -hmm. and it's it's like a renewal but at the same time christmas is also there's just so much peace and forgiveness in christmas Mm -hmm. you know so yeah yeah. well and easter is an underrated candy season there's some (laughs) really good Easter candy. I love your mind, Raquel. I love your mind. We're right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cadbury eggs. Oh. Well, the small ones and the large ones. Oh, delicious, <laughs> delicious. And the Reese's eggs, which are somehow better than the cups. You know, I don't oh, know why, I, but they are. I agree with you. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, they do different shapes with them now. They yeah. have the Reese's Santas. Yeah. Well, not Santas. Um, trees. Sorry. Yeah, trees. And and the rabbits, mm-hmm. chocolate yeah. and peanut butter—you can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's I agree. All right, last question: What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Oh my! Hard goodness. question. Yes, that is kind of a hard question. To be candid, Raquel, there are so many, but I I have to say, Hallmark just had Groundswell on. Mm-hmm. did you see that one it was good very good Enjoyed i thought it. that script was fantastic mm-hmm. the acting of course was wonderful yeah but that script was so meaningful yeah and i thought hector did a great job i mean considering it's only his second lead uh he i thought he was not only handsome and great in the surfing scenes but for the more emotional scenes he brought it he really i at the end, I had to blink away tears. He oh, really yeah. broke yeah. me. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I also, I also like the script for unthinkably good things. That, yeah, was, that fantastic. was really fun. But Groundswell was much more romantic. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think that unthinkably was more about the friendship and, of and the, the three women growth. Yeah. 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 So that was wonderful. And I can understand why it was on movies and mysteries. But Groundswell, mm-hmm. heavens to bets. That was a great yeah. Script. Yeah. And I'm a beach person in the beach versus mountains. So the, the, being a, the whole thing being set in Hawaii and everything was just like, oh, amazing. Have, and all the food. Have you ever surfed? I have. Yeah, I did. <laughs> wow, that is awesome. Yeah, I, I, I used to. I have been to the North shore on Oahu uh, a couple times. It's been a long time. I haven't been since 2011, but the last time I went, I, I decided to go for it and take surfing lessons and, and it was so much fun. It's such a great sport because, you know, there's, there's some sports where you have to be pretty good at it to have fun, you know, like tennis, for instance, if you're not like kind of good, it's just not that fun, but like, with surfing you can just ride the wave on your belly and it's super fun so you so like 
any level of skill is fun. So oh, it's a great sport that way. That's an excellent observation. Yeah. Were you able to stand on the board? No, I wasn't, but oh. I got close. <laughs> okay. Cause I was, well, I don't know if I'd have balance for that. But you can just be on your knees and that's fun. Or like I said, just ride the board on your belly and that's fun. It's just a fun sport. Oh, super. Mm -hmm. They made me want to try yeah. to try. And then I remembered that I didn't want to drown. <laughs> so. Well, you could wear a life vest if you want. Yeah, I could do a lot of things like not drowning. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's a good choice. I enjoyed Groundswell a lot. So there we go. You did it. You answered all the questions. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> they were fun. Those were fun questions. Oh, good. I'm glad. Well, if people want to follow you on social media or things like that, can how do they do that? On social media, on Twitter, I'm at Books by Patricia. Again, I just stuck with the Patricia. <laughs> Okay. Good. And then on Facebook, I am at Patricia Sargent. Great. I have an author page, but I'm, Facebook changes their process. Mm -hmm. And no, they do. So it's, it's hard for me to see everybody on my author page. So if you could just come to my personal page, I'd really appreciate it. Great. <laughs> well, we'll have all that information in the description. So if you're listening, make sure to check that out. And uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes and uh, on Goodreads. Make sure you check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Home Marquis Pod and Home Marquis Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group and merch store. So check that out. And thanks so much, Patricia. It was so much fun to get to talk with you and meet you. Oh, the pleasure was mine. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, good luck with the the new upcoming books. And we'll look forward to talking about them when we when we uh, uh, when they're published. It'll be oh, great. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Bye.